This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, it's all about Ukraine. It's always been about Ukraine. The Hunter Biden laptop story, it has been about Ukraine the entire time. I've told you that. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to lay out using a left-wing resource here how this has always been about the Ukrainian piggy bank, corruption in Ukraine, and how the Hunter Biden laptop story is just a small piece of evidence that they don't want out there because they don't want to be exposed that they were all cashing in. Do not miss this show today. I've been working on it all weekend. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it today. I've got that. And also the Wall Street Journal confirming what I've been telling you. Strategic ambiguity wins the day. And let no crisis go to waste. The Democrats are lying about gas prices. I'm going to prove that to you as well because they don't want Joe Biden to take the blame for it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, producer Joe, let's go, Daddy-O. Let's go, Dano. All set. Big yeah, show. So, big yeah. Monday. Yeah. Welcome, Dano. My grandma did <laughs> show, Hawaii Five-O. Remember, it used to be appointment for oh, yeah. back in the day. Book Joe. Dano. Yeah. Book them, Dano. It's all about Ukraine, folks. It's always been about Ukraine. The Hunter Biden laptop, which would expose a lot of what the disgusting Hunter Biden was up to, cashing in on Ukraine. The reason they wanted to go away is because a lot of people were cashing in on Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were a D.C. swamp rat, there were a lot of people in Ukraine, George Soros's groups included, who were paying a lot of money to a lot of people on both sides of the aisle, the pro-Russia Ukrainian side and the pro-European Ukrainian side. There was a lot of money to be made using and leveraging your contacts in D.C. to make some serious cheese in Ukraine. Let's make the case. Let's not talk. Let's do. The piggy bank was real. And the left and the swamp was willing, willing to risk Everything to make sure the Hunter Biden laptop story went away, number one. And number two, that Donald Trump, the outsider, did not start looking into what was going on in Ukraine. Donald Trump was not just concerned about the Biden grift in Ukraine. Him and his outsider team were concerned about the influence of money in politics. I'm not trying to benight them or saint them. It's just a fact. I know that from the horse's mouth. 
Donald Trump didn't need their money. He was rich in his own right. He was very curious why all these people kept coming to him with different ideas who seemed to be paid off. It drove him nuts. Ukraine was one of those issues. Now, a lot of it is coming back to bite us. People who aren't speaking with pure heart, but who are speaking because there may have been a moneyed interest in Ukraine before. Here's evidence how people were willing to throw away any sense of dignity they may have had left. May. They don't, but may have had left. Here is clown show, joker, zero dignity, character-free Adam Schiff, the sleaziest member of Congress. Not the dumbest, but definitely the sleaziest member of Congress. Remember him with the uh, with the dossier promoting the pee-pee tape? Here's Adam Schiff on CNN in October of 2020, right before the election, when the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New York Post broke it. Here is Adam Schiff promoting the now fully discredited debunked conspiracy theory that was Russian disinformation. Check this out. Does it surprise you at all that this information Rudy Giuliani is peddling uh, very well could be connected to some sort of Russian government disinformation campaign? Well, we know that this whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Uh, That's been clear for well over a year now that they've been pushing this uh, false narrative about the vice president and his son. Folks, Schiff does uh, one. Let's just be honest. Schiff never had dignity to begin with. But why would Schiff, knowing the laptop was real, he knew it was real. Why would he do that? Because him, Adam Schiff, the same exact people, Schiff and others who were involved in the effort to get rid of Donald Trump because he was looking into all this stuff. Follow me via the collusion hoax, right? The same people, Schiff and others, were the same people when the collusion hoax failed who then tried the impeachment thing because they had to get rid of Trump because Trump was asking about Ukraine. Uh, It's all about Ukraine. I am not being unnecessarily dramatic. I've been saying, I wrote about it. I don't want to keep saying this because I'm not trying to hawk my book. Follow the money, my book. I wrote it two years ago. Read the chapter, Insane in Ukraine. It is 20 pages of eye-opening material that describes exactly this. People knew about this stuff. Schiff needed to make it go away. He was protecting the swamp rat cabal that got rich in Ukraine. And Trump was asking about Ukraine. And they wanted Trump out. So they tried collusion and then impeachment over Ukraine. Schiff was one of the founders of the feast here. Look at this article, New York Post. 51 so-called intelligence experts refuse to apologize for discrediting the now true Hunter Biden story. Remember the intelligence experts wrote a letter, Joe? Oh, this has all the hallmarks of Russian disinfo. They made it up. They made it up. They lied. They made it up. The whole thing was made up. Now, the New York Post reached out to some of these clowns and jokers, or again, who were trying to get rid of Donald Trump. So their grift in Ukraine didn't, but their Ukrainian piggy bank didn't come clean. They didn't want to be, no one wanted the dirty laundry aired. These 51 intelligence officials threw out any semblance of their dignity at all and lied in this document before the election saying the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation. Read this article to my newsletter today. But here's just a few of them. So they asked Michael Hayden, Michael Hayden, disgraced former CIA director. He says, yes, I stand by the statement made at the time and will call attention to its fifth paragraph. I think sounding such a cautionary note at the time was appropriate. 
making, blaming the laptop on Russian disinformation with no material to back it up. This clown, Michael Hayden. Here's Leon Panetta. Oh, he didn't respond. What's that? Oh, was that, oh, I'm sorry. That was Jim Clapper. Oh, Michael Hayden, forgive me, didn't respond. That was Jim Clapper's statement at the time. I'm sorry, right below. Michael Hayden, my, folks, Michael Hayden didn't even have the courage to respond. Former disgraced CIA director didn't even have the courage to respond. That was Jim Clapper at the time was appropriate. No, it wasn't appropriate. No response, Thomas Fingar. No response, Rick Leggett. No response, John McLaughlin. No courage, no dignity at all. They had to protect the grift. Now, folks, this rigged the election in 2022 with big tech and insiders and intelligence insiders. These sleazeball slime bags rigged the election. How do I know that? I have the data right here. Media Research Center, special report, the stealing of the presidency 2020. They did a poll. They asked 1,750 Biden voters in seven swing states if they'd had the information about Hunter Biden that the intelligence officials I just mentioned Hayden, Clapper, and others tried to make go away, and Adam Schiff lied about saying it was Russian disinformation about Hunter. They asked the voters. One of every six, it turns out, Biden voters, they surveyed 17%, said they would have abandoned the Democratic candidate Biden had they known the facts about one or more of these news stories. Ladies and gentlemen, the data's clear. It would have swung the election. The data is right in front of you. It's only the biggest electoral political scandal of our time. Can't have the ball facing the wrong way. You're watching on Rumble. You see what I do. By the way, thank you to Guy for our Lego Gen Saki, Lego Peppermint Patty. Very thoughtful of you, Guy. So, <laughs> in case you're wondering what all the gizmos are on my desk. <laughs> Folks, they rigged this thing. The evidence is right in front of you. It's right there. Just look. Schiff, the intel community, Biden, the media, big tech that banned the story about the Hunter laptop. All of them. Big tech is a threat to our constitutional republic, ladies and gentlemen. And if the Republicans take power and don't drag these big tech hacks that did this, Jack Dorsey, Zuckerberg, Andy Stone and others up on Capitol Hill. And do not interview them about exactly what they did to turn the tide of the 2020 election and the Republican Party is useless. Now, let's get to the meat and potatoes, ladies and gentlemen, because I told you I was going to link this and tie this all together using specifically left wing sources so they can't run from this anymore. Here's noted PP tape hoaxer and clown first Natasha Bertrand and Kyle Cheney and other goof. Here they were in November of 2019. They were talking about a Democratic Ukrainian activist, quote, eager for an impeachment cameo. She wanted to testify at the impeachment hearing. I want you to pay special attention. Here's what we're going to show going forward. The Ukrainian piggy bank was real. It was a huge scandal. Republicans and Democrats getting paid off by Ukraine. Hunter Biden was one of those people paid off. Biden knew about it. Joe Biden knew about it. Donald Trump knew about it, was trying to expose it. So the collusion and impeachment hoax were done by the same people connected with Ukraine to get rid of Donald Trump. There it is in a nutshell. You got it? Everybody tracking? Okay, good. Here's the proof right here. Politico. This is a left-wing piece by two pee-pee hoaxers right here. There's three screenshots from this piece that are very clear. Alexandra Chalupa was a DNC activist at the time who was working with Ukrainians to get negative information about Donald Trump and his team into the media in the United States. She's a DNC. She's a full-blown Democrat activist. 
Here's Politico reporting on this. It's not only GOP House members who are interested in Alexandra Chalupa. However, the right-wing activist group Judicial Watch recently obtained visitor logs placing Chalupa at the White House several times in 2015. Oh, oh, DNC activists working with Ukrainians at the White House in 2015. Nothing suspicious there, folks. Oh, it gets better. Where Chalupa attended meetings related to countering disinformation with other Ukrainian Americans. And she sometimes worked with the White House Office of Public Liaison to organize ethnic engagement events, she said. So just to be clear, Alexandra Chalupa, DNC operative, is working with the Ukrainian embassy during the campaign to funnel negative information about the Trump team into the media and potentially into the White House as she's meeting in the White House in 2015 before the Trump-Hillary election. That sounds kind of shady to me. Kind of shady that she wanted to testify at the impeachment hearing later, too. She was so eager. Oh, it gets better. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Chalupa was connected to Ukrainian operatives, some of them suspected of laundering the Black Ledger. The Black Ledger is the fake ledger that indicated that Trump's campaign manager, Manafort, was taking payoffs from pro-Russian forces in Ukraine. Remember the fake Black Ledger? It's the dossier of Ukraine. Chalupa... And some of the people she was working with are thought by some reports to be connected to that. That was one of the base, one of the bases, uh, one of the key uh, things they based the uh, the uh, collusion hoax on. Here's another piece from this is this is Politico, left wing Politico. A photo of Chalupa at one of those meetings, standing next to a man that conservative news outlets have identified as the whistleblower, <laughs> has again placed Chalupa at the center of controversy. She mused in an interview about how Republicans would be reacting now if she'd actually taken a job in Ukraine. Wait, wait, she was offered a job in Ukraine? That quote required her to shuffle back and forth from Kiev to D.C. during the 2016 campaign? This gets better. This gets better. A position as an embedded consultant in the Ukrainian Ministry of Foreign Affairs was offered to her folks. Oh, nothing suspicious here. The day WikiLeaks began publishing stolen DNC documents in July of 2016, according to an email reviewed by Politico. So we have this DNC operative working with key Ukrainians. According to Politico, they offer her a job in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The day after the collusion hoax goes mainstream in the media because of the leak of the DNC emails. She's at the White House throughout 2015. She's photographed in meetings with the whistleblower. She's thought to be involved with Ukrainians who fabricated this black ledger to make it look like Trump's campaign manager Manafort was being paid off by pro-Russian forces in Ukraine. Trump starts asking about the laptop and what's going on in Ukraine. All of a sudden, Chalupa and the rest of them activate again. Better impeach this guy now. God forbid he starts asking questions about what we're doing in Ukraine. Here, it gets even better. Politico, last part. In March of that year, Chalupa alerted the Ukrainian ambassador, Valerie Shaley, to her concerns about Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager's ties to Russia and work for the Trump campaign, she said. Oh, she did. So during the election, Chalupa was knee-deep in this anti-Trump conspiracy theory, collusion. The same Chalupa want to testify at the impeachment hearing. The same Chalupa 
who is in photographs and supposedly meetings, according to reports, with the same whistleblower who allegedly blew the whistle on Donald Trump about this Ukrainian phone call with the president that started the impeachment hearing. Ah, nothing to see here, folks. It's not suspicious one bit. Shockingly, this story gets even better. You want to read an amazing report? Go to my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Sign up. It's free, of course. And read this real clear investigation. I have them listed at the end, the Politico piece. I have them listed as follow the money part one and follow the money part two. In the show notes, the newsletter, it's the same thing. The newsletter. It's right there. You can see them. I want you to read this about the whistleblower. Remember, he was the key to the impeachment hoax. Donald Trump called the Ukrainian president a quid, a quid pro quo. That was all false. It wasn't a real whistleblower. It was fake. Don't you find it weird? He seems to have some relationship with Chalupa. Not reported by me. Reported by Paul Sperry, a great investigative reporter. Quote, the Beltway's whistleblower furor obsesses over one name. He's talking about here. Note, look at this quote. The whistleblower inviting her into the White House for meetings. Former White House colleagues of the whistleblower said the operative Alexandra Chalupa, a Ukrainian-American who supported Hillary Clinton, led an effort to link the Republican campaign of Trump to the Russian government. One former co-worker said, they're talking about the whistleblower, he knows her. He had her in the White House. He requested anonymity to discuss the sensitive matter. It's always been about Ukraine, folks. The entire time. I can't express to you enough the gravity of this situation. People were cashing in on Ukraine on both sides. It was a swamp ATM. They knew they were going to be exposed after Donald Trump won. They did everything they could do to prevent that. Everything they could do, including make up a collusion hoax. And the same people involved with the collusion hoax when Trump got in office and started asking questions about the corruption in Ukraine, even of the Ukrainians, had to fabricate a fake whistleblower complaint with the very same people to get him out of office. That is why this laptop story is such a big deal. Because once they nail Hunter to the wall for the Ukrainian piggy bank, you're going to be stunned how many other people are going to go down to. That's why there's such an organized interest in making this go away. I'm going to play some, a video in a second, a key, key piece, a Maria Bartiromo show from Peter Schweizer. Peter Schweizer indicating what may be coming next for Hunter Biden and why this is why everyone wants this thing to go away. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Here's Peter Schweitzer on Maria Bartiromo's show, nailing this Hunter Biden scheme and why this is important. 
And I'm telling you, the laptop is indicative of a larger Ukrainian scheme. It's why they all want it to go away. And they want it to go away because if Hunter Biden's indicted, this is all going to come out in open court. And people are terrified. Check this out. I think this New York Times piece, the fact that they got cooperation from Team Biden and probably from the Hunter Biden legal team, is an indication to me they are extremely concerned that he is going to be indicted. This grand jury has been meeting since 2018. They were suspended during COVID because of health care protocols. It's back up and running. And it's very clear that when it comes to the, uh, the issues related to tax evasion and money laundering, and the other issues wrapped up with it. They're extremely concerned that Hunter Biden's going to be indicted. And I think this article is an effort to frame that conversation in a way that could be the most favorable to them. So in other words, while they were trying to impeach Donald Trump, the FBI knew all of this existed. They knew about the laptop and they didn't say anything while Trump was accused of, of, of uh, doing uh, deals or, or, or having a bad phone yes. call with the Ukraine president. Yes, that's exactly right, Maria. Uh, they knew it all the time, and that deserves investigation as well. You hear it? They knew about what was going. In other words, everyone knew what was on the Hunter Biden laptop. They knew about the ongoing grift in Ukraine. They knew it. They knew it. And instead of investigating the massive scandal about the Ukrainian ATM operation, they investigated the guy, Donald Trump, who was looking into it. Can you imagine? The depth of this scandal is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he's correct. I just want you to be prepared for this, too. The media is not reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop because they've had some moment of clarity and they're interested in the truth. That's bull, and you know it. This indictment's going to be ugly. They're trying to get out in front of it. And the New York Times is trying to massage this story. And they're going to say, oh, it's even their words. They call it scummy business, Joe. That You'll see that in the New York Times today. Yeah. Watch the narrative going forward. It's not about a bigger government swamp rat problem with Ukraine with the ATM. It's not about that at all. Just about one drug-addicted poor kid who had an issue in Ukraine with some scummy business. Watch. I just told you the truth. And they reported on it back before they knew there would be political consequences in Politico and elsewhere. Watch what's coming next. Okay, um, a couple of things, an update on the ongoing uh, crisis with Russia and Ukraine over in Ukraine. So I've repeatedly stated on this show and elsewhere that strategic ambiguity is an asset. It was one of the assets of the Trump years. Regard Listen, I'm not going to argue about pro or con Trump at this point. I, I'm, I'm not. If, if you hate Trump, there's nothing I'm going to do to convince you. If you love Trump, there's nothing I want to do to convince you otherwise. I liked him too. My point here is just to make a point based on facts. As I said in my Fox show this weekend, let's just talk facts. Biden says he's building back better. Nothing's better. You can debate the reasons, but nothing's better. Inflation's worse. Gas prices are worse. Prices all around the economy are worse. The immigration crisis is worse. Foreign affairs are worse. You can argue why that is all day in a free constitutional republic. That's your big R God-given right to do that. But there's no question the situation is worse. One of the situations that's far worse is the situation with foreign affairs, especially our relationship with Russia and China. It's no question it's gotten worse. None. There's a war going on. Joe, the correct wasn't going on when Donald Trump was in That's office. Correct. Is that? Yeah, you're right. Okay, thank you. So my analysis yeah. isn't off there, right? 
argue all day why. One of the reasons I've speculated, which you know, Joe, you've heard it, Key, you've heard it as well, over the last month or so, is I've actually, I actually said it, you know, when he was dealing with North Korea on Fox and other interviews, you can look it up. Trump was always strategically ambiguous. Whether it was a, a, a stated strategy or not, what I mean is, I'm going to call it the crazy man theory. And believe me, I don't say that as a pejorative to attack Trump. The reason countries don't mess with North Korea, despite having a third world economy, is North Korea has nuclear weapons and everybody's afraid that Kim Jong-un could potentially use them. That's why there's no invasion and this idiot and his family have still been in power for decades. But I said multiple times, although I'm not comparing Kim and Trump, the strategy of always being ambiguous and never saying and, and being your intentions always being masked and people thinking you're crazy, like a lot of foreign leaders probably did think about Trump, had its advantages, folks. You can argue if I'm correct or not all day, but the fact that there was no war under, under um, excuse me, under Donald Trump is not open for debate. And I believe it's because he was always ambiguous. He never gave away his game. He would flip on a dime if he needed to. And he, didn't, he wasn't a sellout to interest groups, if you know what I mean. I just did a whole segment on them. Interest group people who can influence people like Joe Biden because their sons are being paid off are predictable. Money talks and BS walks. Donald Trump was unpredictable. You couldn't buy him off. You think I'm nuts? Look, here's the Wall Street Journal in two pieces, basically confirming what I told you. The first piece is by Adam O'Neill. It's called Russia, China, and the New Cold War. Russia, he says. I love when Trump says Russia. He says Russia, Russia, Russia again. He says, does all this suggest that Russia wouldn't have been wouldn't have invaded Ukraine if Mr. Trump had won in 2020? We'll never know. This uh, this defense expert uh, Pottinger answers. Mr. Putin may have wanted to see whether President Trump would unilaterally take action to undermine NATO. And he didn't want to interrupt that process while it was a possibility. That said, listen, listen, this is key. Quote, there was a genuine unpredictability about President Trump and what he might or might not do. And that may have, more frequently than people appreciate, caused Xi and Putin to delay some of their plans. Golf clap a year too late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, this guy is a defense expert saying the exact same thing. This dumb old guy with a podcast told you that everybody keeps on the left. Oh, you didn't know what he said. Really? I'm pretty much been right on everything. Spygate, collusion, Ukraine, Hunter, books. Eh, kind of weird how this dopey guy, right, with a podcast keeps nailing you guys to the wall. I'm not blaming this guy Pottinger at all. I'm just suggesting to you that you're not wasting your time. There is something to the crazy man theory of foreign policy. However eloquently you choose to say it using other words other than crazy man, the hard reality is true. Vladimir Putin and Xi did not mess with Donald Trump. They waited for Joe Biden because he so clearly is bought off. His son was bought off and he's predictable. He's predictable. Here's another article at the journal. Again, talking about the same thing, just quickly. Why deterrence failed against Russia by Nadia Shadlow. 
It says, why share internal policy discussions and military deliberations with an adversary? Yeah, you think? Stop telling everyone, Joe Biden, what you're not going to do. They say a plausible explanation is that the White House has decided to give priority to the U.S. domestic audience as opposed to signaling to Russia. But by openly taking options off the table, not only does the Biden administration undercut its operational flexibility, it gives the enemy additional clarity. Listen to this last sentence, please. There is value in ambiguity, especially when Russia is a master at it. Thank you very much. You don't have to tell people what you're going to do. Candidly, I have no problem. And you do what Donald Trump did and lie about what you're going to do and then turn around and do a different thing later to keep their freaking head spinning. I don't care. As long as there's no war in Russia and Ukraine and it doesn't come here as World War III. You don't have to tell everyone what you're not going to do. And it benefits you on the world stage to be seen as unpredictable. The crazy man. Maybe Joe Biden will figure that out instead of trying to be actually crazy. Just one more story about Russia, Ukraine. I want to get out there before I move on. Uh, The Democrats never letting a crisis go to waste. Just really stunning video by Elizabeth Warren, who, again, with Adam Schiff and others, has forfeited any sense of dignity, character, or spine at all. Just a disgraceful human being. But this, uh, just a news story. Susan Katz Keating. This hypersonic missile story you've been hearing about, that Russian, Russians firing the missile over the weekend, the Kinzhal missile. It is a, a deadly missile, and it is hypersonic. But I encourage you to read this story, again, so we don't fall prey to propaganda on either side. The fact that the Russian missile, it's definitely Russian propaganda that this thing is some kind of huge game changer. It's really a 1980s missile that's been upgraded with some later technology. Uh, as this defense secretary, uh, defense secretary said, Austin, I'm, again, I I'm, I'm, I'm want you to be careful of propaganda on both sides, but the piece is very good. He says, I wouldn't see it as a game changer. I want to be careful because I don't want it to be used as an escalatory device either. You see where I'm going with this, guys? Oh, hypersonic missile. Yeah. That's it. Nuclear's next. We better get involved right now. Yes, it's deadly. The, what he did there and what he used, but, but the Russian propaganda that this is some like game-changing semi-nuclear thing where we're going to go nuclear tomorrow. I mean, it could be nuclearized. But I want you to be careful that it's not used as propaganda to make you to believe we got to get in there tomorrow. We need to make reasonable, rational decisions. Read the story about what the missile actually is. It's a 1980s missile. It's had some upgrades. It's not some completely new thing that's going to change the game, and therefore we got to put uh, troops in there tomorrow to uh, you know instigate World War III. Deadly strike. Disgusting what they're up to, no doubt. But let's be very careful to make sure we make decisions based on the facts. All right, let me get to my third sponsor and then uh, the uh, Elizabeth Warren, fake Indian Elizabeth Warren, who is culturally appropriating American Indian heritage. Really, I'm not kidding. I don't say that to be funny. Uh, Talking about and lying about gas prices again because she doesn't know what she's talking about. We'll thoroughly discredit that. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. 
This is from the file drawer in the Dan Bongino show. We have to access, unfortunately, all too often. I wish we didn't. This is from the never let a crisis go to waste file. The Democrats don't actually solve crises. They use them to push more left-wing radical nonsense. So the price of oil has gone up because the Democrats don't believe in drilling oil. So instead of saying maybe we should drill for more oil, look to transport more oil to the United States from Keystone and build out our petrochemical business here and our oil business here, the Democrats don't want to do that. So they caused the crisis by not supporting an increased supply of oil, which would lower the price. And then when the price goes up, just like intended, what do they do? They blame the same oil companies they're attacking with regulations and taxes with what? With more taxes. That'll definitely solve the problem. Here's fake Indian Elizabeth Warren, cultural appropriator, saying, you know what the solution to bringing down the price of oil is? Making oil more expensive to produce. Yes, she actually said this. Here, check this out. Senator Whitehouse and I and others have introduced a windfall profits tax that says if you're out there price gouging, you're going to have to give up a big chunk of your ill-gotten gains. That's the best way I know to be able to push back against these oil companies. Key said it right. Maybe laugh while that was playing. We play these during the show. He's like, is this woman have a solution for anything outside of just like taxing everything? What's the solution for gun matter? Tax them. Solution for oil prices? Tax them too. What's the solution for poverty? Tax people. What's the solution for healthcare? Just create a new tax. What's the solution for education? More money, more taxes. Solution for uh, uh, excessive government regulation? More government regulation via taxes. What's the solution to corporate greed? Air quotes. More taxes. What's the solution for big tech? Definitely taxes. Is this, I mean... Outside of her, 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 her wasting a lot of her energy on, on pretending to be a fake Indian, does she have a proposal for anything that doesn't involve taxes? No. Undercuts. Yeah. It's, it's ever, I mean, it's the, same, right? yeah. it's the same thing every time. All we got to do is insert blank issue and Elizabeth Warren calling yeah. for higher taxes. Folks, the price at the pump is up because the Democrats do not want to drill for oil. I don't know any easier, easier way to explain this. Drill for oil, create more oil supply, supply goes up. Even if demand stays the same or moves out a little bit, the price would stay stable or go down. This isn't complicated. Larry Summers, ladies and gentlemen, is a Democrat. A Democrat. He is Bill Clinton's former Treasury Secretary. Here's Larry Summers, coverage by Breitbart, story in the, uh, a story in the newsletter today. Larry Summers, I haven't seen, quote, any serious support for Biden's claim that oil companies are profiteering. Folks, I don't bring this up to make fun of these idiots in the White House or Elizabeth Warren, although it's easy to do that, given all the material. But that's not my primary reason. Excuse me. My reason is because the Democrats do this all the time. They cause the problem. It's the broken leg fallacy where you break the leg and then you introduce the medicine to fix the broken leg, which is actually what broke the leg in the first place. The Democrats cause this crisis because they're committed to Green New Deal nonsense and not drilling for oil. When the crisis hit home because of Russia and other situations that happened, including coronavirus and elsewhere, no doubt about it, we could have had stocks of oil and production ready to go, but we didn't because of them. And then they turn around and the same thing they did in the first place, attacking the oil companies that caused this crisis, they do again. They introduce this as a solution. Thank God there's some sane people out there. 
like Larry Summers saying, this is total BS. Your prices at the pump are going to go up even more if they, if they institute this, this uh, tax hike, which will make it more expensive to drill for oil. There is no doubt about that. Mark the date. I told you. The Washington Examiner has a good piece debunking this idiocy, too. It's by Sarah, <coughs> excuse me, Sarah Westwood. It's called Fact-Checking Biden's Claim That Oil and Gas Companies Are Price Gouging. They say while oil prices are set on the global market, prices at the pump are often set by conditions in local markets, such as whether the gas station down the road in any given town is raising prices and by how much. Inconvenient truths, folks. Gas companies, therefore, lose money when the price per barrel of oil jumps significantly and gas prices climb incrementally. When the price per barrel of oil falls dramatically, as it has in the past week, Gas companies often lower their prices at the pump more slowly in order to make up for the revenue lost when the oil price spike outpriced the gas price increase. Gosh, I can't believe we're talking about this. This is like third grade Charlie Brown Encyclopedia Economics. I'm not even kidding. All right, moving on, because I'm, I'm really, I'm losing IQ points debunking all this stupidity all the time. Uh, one quick note on a, on a personal note, uh, our good friend, good friend to the conservative movement, the constitution and the country, Clarence Thomas is in the hospital. It doesn't sound to be, uh, really serious, but serious enough to have him in the hospital. He is a hero, an icon, a hero of mine, a legend in our time, uh, Supreme court justice Clarence Thomas. So if everyone would pray for him, uh, I would deeply appreciate that. The power of prayer matters. Clarence Thomas, uh, well, I hope he's okay. Again, it doesn't sound that serious. I don't want to panic anyone, but serious enough, he found himself uh, in the hospital. So uh, there appears to be some infection. Is it COVID? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't pry into his medical history, but he's a good man. And his wife is, uh, is an amazing woman too. So if you'd pray for them, I'd really appreciate it. Speaking of viruses, infections, and specifically COVID, on my Fox show this weekend, Unfiltered, I had an amazing interview with Dr. Marty Macari, who's been one of the few truth tellers during the COVID crisis, warning us early on, warning us about the potential dangers and side effects from some treatments. And of course, he was ignored by many in the uh, medical establishment, which have now gone woke. So I had Dr. Marty Macari on, and I asked him about this alarming spike in young people in their 20s with blood clots. Something that, if you read the science, is extremely rare in young men and women without pre-existing medical conditions. Extremely rare. And yet we've seen a couple very infamous cases. So I asked Dr. Marty Macari about it and if it's potentially linked to anything going on with coronavirus. I want you to pay very close attention to his answer. It's important. Check this out. What's going on with this alarming, what appears to be rise in blood clots? Is, is there any relationship to anything uh, going on right now with COVID? Well, Dan, there's a lot we don't know. And, you know, we hear about these sporadic cases and they're concerning because a 25 year old healthy person should not be having a stroke. That is causal if something happened immediately before until proven otherwise. So we've not really had much interest by the CDC to investigate what's happening and sort of piece things together. We do hear about blood clots after the second dose of the vaccine and after the booster. We've heard about a number of complications. We saw how they downplayed myocarditis in young people. And just this week, they reduced 
on their website the number of child deaths from COVID by 25%. They said that it was a coding error. So the lack of transparency around vaccine-related complications is something that has a lot of people concerned. Yeah, has me concerned. Again, maybe if, well, and, and let me, can I just ask a, a, a pretty candid but open question? And I'm not jumping out ahead of any science here. Um, I'm just asking you, where is, where is the science? Where is it? You would think the Centers, Joe, for Disease Control, the CDC, would be concerned about an alarming spike in blood clots in young men and women in this country, especially healthy ones. That kind of sounds like a big deal to me. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. That's right. I do hear a response, and it sounds an awful lot like crickets to me, doesn't it? Thankfully, we discontinued putting the show on YouTube where we would have been banned immediately for asking questions about where the science is. The show is on Rumble where we don't ban people for doing actual science. But I'm not going to let this story go and I'm not going to be intimidated by people who want me to stop talking about it. And I want to thank Dr. Marty McCary for coming on my show and having the bravery to ask these questions. I'm going to follow this and you should too. All right, let me show you some very disturbing uh, video, folks. Uh, if you're watching, um, I'll play some audio from it coming up in a second. If you're watching on Rumble, you'll see it. If you're listening on audio, unfortunately, it's just about 10 seconds. But a China Eastern flight, MU-5735, crashed earlier today. Uh, this is unconfirmed video. I want to be clear on that. Uh, but the video is very disturbing. It's been waking its way, making its way around the internet and some news outlets have broadcast it. So I don't want you to be left out. But the video, I can't confirm this is actual video of the crash. Others seem to insist it is. Some insist it's some older video. But if this is in fact the case, this is really, really disturbing stuff. And I'll tell you why in a minute from a pilot friend of mine. Take a look at this. Looks like close. It looks like some uh, closed caption video from somewhere, whatever it is. Yeah. And you'll see it appears the flight. Joe was watching it there. I mean, nose dives. I mean, nose down straight to the ground at a near ninety degree uh, angle to the ground. Very disturbing. Newsmax did a bit a piece on this this morning as well. It's about thirteen seconds. But I want to ask some questions after this because really disturbing stuff. Here, check this out. Good morning. Welcome back into Wake Up America. I just want to update you on some breaking news. Uh, very difficult images to look at here on your screen, but take a look at this. That is a Boeing 737 China Eastern Airlines uh, crashing um, just west of Hong Kong in the mountains of the Ganji province. 132 people were on board. All are presumed dead. They show some pretty disturbing uh, video there as well. If that video is in fact confirmed by the end of today or the end of the week, it brings up some very important questions. A pilot friend of mine sent who was sent who obviously understands flying plane to pilot. The plane is at almost a 90 degree angle to the ground. Folks, that doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. Matter of fact, as a plane increases speed, you get lift under the wings. You wouldn't get a wing that would be at that direction. So it, there's some disturbing questions there. Was a wing clipped? Even if the w wings were, were clipped, what about the back? Was it intentional? I don't know. But if that video is confirmed by the end of the week, and again, I, the Bongino rule is in effect. That's why I'm telling you it's unconfirmed. But to be fair, to this, it, this is a big story. 
that video is making its way around the internet. The story is very interesting. And the reason I'm choosing to show the video is because when you look at the flight data they had before it crashed, it doesn't seem that the plane decreased its speed either. We'll see. Could it be an accident? Yes. Looks very suspicious, though. Very troubling story. Okay, uh, coming up next, the probably, again, I, I always want to say the worst fact check I've ever seen. I'm not sure if this is the worst. It may not be a Tom Kircher, but it is certainly up there on Supreme Court Justice nominee Kentaji uh, Jackson. This, <laughs> this one's good. Don't go anywhere. All right, before I get to that humiliating, ridiculous, hilariously stupid fact check, I want to just sandwich the show in the most important story uh, we've seen in a long time when it comes to elections and election interference, the Hunter Biden laptop story that I told you is indicative of a larger scandal involving the Ukrainian piggy bank. Breitbart's got a story up. Now, the left-wing media, you have a show hilariously titled on CNN. I mean, you have to be a dunce to watch this thing. It's called Reliable Sources. It's uh, hosted by Brian Stelter, the, the, uh, one of the biggest clowns in the media. But that they chose to title this show Reliable Sources, I find hilarious, because he spent, according to Breitbart, exactly how many seconds show? Zero, Zero seconds on the media's false claims that Hunter Biden's laptop emails were Russian disinformation. Listen, uh, Brian Stelter is a, a Democrat activist. He has always been... Uh, but he should really change the name of that show. If you're going to do a show called Reliable Sources, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, you better damn well be reliable and you better have some sources. He seems to have neither as he tries to make this story go away to cover up for the Ukrainian piggy bank. Critical issue, folks. Okay, that fact check I was telling you about. You know, we've always known the fact checkers are a big clown show. They're a joke. They're Democrat activists too. But I've had to apply a new fact checking rule. The fact-checking rule has been this. It's the 180 rule. Whatever a fact-checker tells you when it's a serious situation is false, the likelihood is that not only is the story not false, but it is in fact most definitely true. And their rating of false should make you believe that not only is it true, but it is not only true, but true, but damaging. Here's what I mean. ABC had a fact-check. ABC, another joke of an organization by a goofball, Devin Dwyer, who again should be humiliated that he did this, but he won't. Lying is their thing. So Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson has got a real problem. The Supreme Court hearing for uh, 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 Miss Brown Jackson is going to start today up in the Senate. And she has a very troubling history with sentencing for people guilty of uh, child porn, possessing child porn, producing child porn. A very big problem with that. Senator Josh Hawley is what is with the Democrats, by the way, in this stuff? It is freaking unbelievable. Nandini, same thing. The Soros activist with that article recommending leniency for these predators. What the hell is with the Democrats in this? I mean, is it child, child porn? Really? Lenient sentences? <clears throat> Senator Josh, uh, Josh Hawley has exposed this. And he said, listen, this leniency is, 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 is unforgivable. We're talking about a Supreme Court justice here. So they decided, of course, ABC News, to fact check this because it's very damaging. And of course, the fact check again confirms that what Senator Hawley said is in fact true, not false, showing you that the fact checker clown show is a joke. ABC News, fact check. Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson child porn sentences, quote, pretty mainstream. 
So insinuating that this is all just normal stuff. But then they go on in the piece hilariously to say, well, court records show that Jackson did, did, did impose lighter sentences and federal guidelines suggested. Hawley's insinuation neglects critical context, including the fact that the senator himself has voted to confirm at least three federal judges who engaged in the same practice. That's irrelevant. This is what Josh, what Josh Hawley, what he said about Jackson and child porn sentences was true. She, quote, did impose lighter sentences. It's not false. You see how these fact checkers work? What a scam. It's not a fact. Yeah, you say, it's not a, yeah, it is a fact. It's a fact check proving Hawley was right. It, Hey, one one last story before we run. Um, we're in real trouble with inflation. You know that. But last week, I kind of just lightly touched on this just quickly before we bolt for the day. The Federal Reserve is hiking uh, interest rates. They are not hiking them by nearly enough. Ladies and gentlemen, a quarter point hike is peanuts. Remember, as long as the inflation rate runs higher than interest rates making their way throughout the economy, Ladies and gentlemen, we're never, uh, we're never going to get out of this. It, it, we're never going to get out of this. The only way to stop inflation is going to be to hike uh, rates, uh, to hike uh, interest rates above what the rate of inflation is to dry up the money supply. We're in real trouble going forward if they don't get their heads out of their rectum soon and up at the Federal Reserve. We're in real trouble. This is not going to stop until you see a really drastic hike and you start to dry up some of this money supply. And stop spending money, too. We'll see where that goes. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I got a congressman on my radio show later, very concerned like I am about the food supply as well. Uh, Austin Scott, I believe his name is. He'll be on the radio show later. You don't want to miss that. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, like I said, uh, God bless Clarence Thomas. I, uh, I hope he's okay. See you on the radio show. Later. You just heard Dan Bongino.